We've talked about this gospel that we're a part of, that we're in. I was saying to someone, this is like the never-ending story. Has anyone seen the film? Yeah. And the, the book opens up, and then the child is living the life while we're in this book. Amen. Your life's in this book. Your purpose is wrapped up in this word because we're a part of the word because we're in Christ and he is the word. So there's some stories about you here. There's some stories for you. There's direction for us in the things that we do. Hallelujah. The Bible consists of two testaments. We know the Old Testament and the New Testament. Now in order to validate the truth, we'll never go back to the Old Testament. We never go back to the Old Testament to validate the truth. We always find the, the beginning of that truth spurting out the Old Testament and the fulfilment is always found in the New. It's either found in the New Testament, in Jesus, in his teachings, in his behaviour or in the revelation of Jesus through the New Testament writers yeah there's a scripture 1 Corinthians 10 verse 11 the man's in there okay this is what it says 1 Corinthians 10 11 and I think I've got it in the amplified here now these things befell them by way of a figure as an example and warning to us they were written to admonish and fit us for right action and good instruction we in whose days the ages have reached their climax the consummation or concluding period the Old Testament was there as an example and they were speaking into these days into these days that the times have reached their climax or fulfilment and that's the Old Testament that's what the Bible says the Old Testament's for and right today we belong to the church of the last days very dramatic sounding I know but it's the truth we're, we're a part of that body of people and on a daily basis prophecy is coming and settling itself down in these days amongst us and being fulfilled I saw on the news in Israel where there's war going around the Golden Mount now between the Palestinians and the, the Israelis and the fight's going to come there on that holy site because that temple's going to be rebuilt Amen. and that's pivotal yeah. to the returning of Jesus becoming and taking fulfilment in front of our very eyes prophecy fulfilling itself so when things get tough 
we should make sure that we get our attention be instructed by circumstances but don't live in them we get our attention on the word we get what we teach here all the time get our attention on the word stand and learn to stand and stand and learn to stand and stand because the word is the plumb line is the um is the cornerstone by which we build we build our house on the rock and i've put a good old statement we don't build on sinking sand but we build on christ the solid rock that we stand and what's really important is when we're going through the circumstances that do draw on us do cause us to want to respond that we shut this up that we keep our words to minimum words that are going to be negative words that are going to take away from the situation because eventually we're going to reap what we sow life and death is in the power of the tongue and we'll live by them one way or another we're not going to say something negative and suddenly walk into a brick wall because that isn't the way it works but the words that we use are there to design that we are creating a path and a life for us ahead of us and if we use the negative words if we complain if we grumble when things aren't going our way you can guarantee that it will not be good fruit that comes from it so we're going to go back to the, new, to the old testament to justify this okay philippians 2 14 says this do everything without complaining and disputing now i want to talk a little bit about israel and what happened to them when they grumbled and disputed and complained and see what happened and then see what happens for us yeah yeah hallelujah god brought israel through so much trouble and out into the promised land listen out of egypt and the journey across the red sea to the jordan was an 11 day journey it took israel 40 years the reason being their attitude their complaining their grumbling their moaning caused so much problems that it wasn't till 40 years later did they wake up and learn something that they were actually be able to cross the jordan and go into the land of canaan hallelujah go to numbers 11 verse 1 please rich if you've got your bibles 
Get into the Bible, come on. The saying goes this, it goes, God took Israel out of Egypt, but he couldn't get Egypt out of Israel. God wipes our past of sin. But how often do we visit that sin? To believe that it's out of us now. Numbers 1, 11, 1. Now when the people complained, it displeased the Lord, for the Lord heard it, and his anger was aroused. So the fire of the Lord burned amongst them, amongst them and consumed some of the outskirts of the camp. Then the people cried out to Moses, Help us! And when Moses had prayed to God, Please, please Moses, sort this out for us. It's, it's crazy out there. Moses prayed to the Lord and the fire was quenched. So he called the name of the place to Bera because the fire of the Lord had burned among them. This is some of the reaction. God was giving them a hint. Don't you moan against me. When we grumble as Christians, we're putting a misrepresentation on the character of God. What right have we got to moan against a good God? Whose only desire is to bring good things into our life. And because they don't happen the way we want them, or they don't come quick enough, or they stay too long, we complain, oh, come on, Lord, what's going on? Is it going to be like this, has it? Think about it. When Israel saw God's response to their grumbling and complaining, you think they might learn a lesson. Numbers 20, Richard. You need to bring your Bibles, church. Listen to this. Numbers 20, verse 29. Now when all the congregation saw that Aaron was dead, all the house of Israel mourned for Aaron for 30 days. The king of Arad, a Canaanite, who dwelt in the south, heard that Israel was coming on the road to Atherim. There he fought against Israel and took some of them prisoners. So Israel made a vow to the Lord and said, If you will utterly defeat these people into my hand, then I will utterly destroy their cities. And the Lord listened. He listened to the voice of Israel and delivered up the Canaanites and they utterly destroyed them in their cities. So the name of that place was called Hormah. Israel was mourning and an enemy was taking the opportunity for their mourning to attack them because they will be weakened by their mourning. When we're mourning, when we're discouraged, when we're grumbling, when we're complaining, then it's then times we need to understand there's a potential attack can happen. It's an opportunity we leave a door, a jar that was secure and comfortable and faithful in God. So when you're discouraged disillusioned 
having a sense of sickness and knowing you're healed experiencing the tragedy that the world brings you can potentially be taken prisoner how, how can I be taken prisoner Sid? Well, circumstances will rob us of the Bible truth. John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, to kill and destroy. We can be taken prisoner by a circumstance that will stop us grabbing hold of the truth of the word in that circumstance and it be stolen from us. I'm coming to a serious point, church. So we have to remember to take the promises that God has given us and cause them to take priority in our lives. We have to remember to take priority the promises that God has given us and given them a place in our lives. Let's carry on with that story. Then they journeyed from Mount Hall this is Numbers 21, 4 and 5 I'm going to read. Then they journeyed from Mount Hall by the way of the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom and the soul of the people became very discouraged and the people spoke out, spoke out against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there's no food and no water, and our soul loathes this worthless bread. God supply the manna. <laughs> they were hungry, and God gave them the gift of that food that come out of the dew of the earth and they could do all sorts of things with it but they had it a long time they had to deal with it and this is what I'm telling you you might hear the truth of what we're saying here on a weekly basis about you being healed you've been delivered you've been free you've been forgiven all that stuff and you're sensing the things you're sensing in your own body that sometimes don't match up to the things that we're talking about. Well, it doesn't take away the truth that the word is. The symptoms are just circumstance. The discouragement that you feel or may feel because you feel sick, because you're giving to that silliness again. You stand up and rise because we're righteous. They didn't have that in the Old Testament. So what did God do? Let me just read this. Discouragement is a powerful emotion. It can be very subtle and will water down the effectiveness of your faith and cause us to compromise what we believe. And then we might begin to speak out against the very people or the very thing that has helped us and supported us and undermine the very integrity of God and his word and it starts with discouragement 
and we tolerate and compromise what we believe and that's the way the enemy is going to be coming to us not with great fine sounding arguments not with fierce armies but with gentle words subtleties that are going to drop little bits of discouragement you're going to see things in in in, in your walk in the walk of others but it doesn't take away the truth of what we know we need to realize that church what starts out as a gift from God and if it's not continually appreciated where have you heard this it can become a little bit of a drudge we get used to it and it becomes devalued and the potential of danger arises the world's got a world for it familiarity breeds contempt the things that we hear at church just because we hear it I've heard this 10 times well I've heard it 20 I've heard men say that every week I say that every day I'll tell myself every hour if necessary and I'll allow that word to live so what happens to Israel when they spoke out against God should we carry on reading Numbers 21 verse 6 so the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people and they bit the people and many of the people of Israel died therefore the people came to Moses again because they never learned lesson Moses help us we've sinned revelation <laughs> for we've spoken against the Lord and against you pray to the Lord that he'll take the serpents from us so Moses prayed for the people then the Lord said to Moses listen make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole and it shall be that everyone who is bitten when he looks up at it shall live so Moses made a bronze serpent put it on a pole and so it was if a serpent had bitten anyone when he looked at the bronze serpent he lived hallelujah hallelujah again God rescuing his people his beloved Israel they never learned the lesson they didn't remember how God disliked complaining the non-appreciation and under the law he brought judgment this is where people get mixed up because they see God sending serpents killing people because they did, they did the things that were wrong that we didn't like and in the New Testament he does something altogether different and he's talking about being the same God yeah absolutely now the same problems are in the world today because of sin being in the world and no remedy or no man is going to remedy this situation so let's go into the new testament Hallelujah. Amen. this is the story in john 
Just after Jesus was speaking to Nicodemus and told him about a man being born again, and how can the man go back into the woman's womb? That sounds a bit crazy. And Jesus says, well, if you don't understand earthly things, how are you going to understand heavenly things? Remember, that same complaining law is in the world. John 3, 14 and 15. No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is the Son of Man, who is in heaven. What's it say? And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. This is the Saviour being the fulfilment of that act in the desert. Amen. Incredible stuff, church. Come on, think about it. Jesus came to take the punishment for the sin of all mankind that started with Adam. Adam's act of rebellion brought sin, sickness, death and a curse into the world. Everyone who looks up to that serpent will be saved. Jesus became a serpent what serpent stands for he became sin he was put on the cross and lifted up and we have to look up to him and call upon his name and be saved let's carry on John 12 verses 27 to 31 don't worry about that little bit at the moment. My soul is troubled. And what shall I say? Jesus is speaking. Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose, I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven saying, I have glorified it. And I'll glorify it again. Therefore the people who stood by and heard it said, That it had thundered. Others said, an angel spoke to him. And Jesus answered and said, This voice did not come because of me, but for your sake. Listen. Now is the judgment of the world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all peoples unto myself. When you read it in your Bible, that word peoples is written in italics and it's been put in by the translators to make sense of the statement. But in the context of excuse me, in the context of the word it will say, All judgment will be brought to me, and I when I am lifted up, all judgment will be put unto me. This is said Signifying by what death he would die. Hallelujah. Jesus 
said, for this purpose I've come to this hour. This is the whole purpose. 1 John 3 verse 8 says, For this purpose the Son of God was revealed to destroy the works of the evil one. Hallelujah. Well, there's two things going on at the cross. Two things going on at the cross. To the natural eye, we have a man being badly beaten and treated shamefully, degraded, mucked, whipped and brutalised until his back resembled a ploughed field and his human form transformed into one beaten bloody mess that surpassed necessity, yet still alive. In the realm of the spirit, something else is taking place. Mm -hmm. Jesus died physically, sure. and Jesus died spiritually. He had to die completely. Wow. Set it up, Rich. I'm going to show you something. You, some of you may have seen it. This will take us to the spiritual side of what happened on the cross. Get used to this.
that's what was going on in the spirit yeah. church Amen. not just the sin the, these people didn't know what was going on they were absolutely blinded to it the disciples didn't have a clue but in the spiritual realm this is what Jesus came for and it wasn't just off the Christian this was out of the world the sin the curse that brought the darkness into the world was sucked into like a sponge into the body of the lamb yeah like the Old Testament prayed and and put sin onto the scapegoat of the lamb Jesus was that and out of the world sin was taken out of the world its power was taken away and we know thank you Jesus. We're, we're that's we can live in the freedom that's not there anymore right. hallelujah Amen. sin has got no power Amen. Oh. Hallelujah. hallelujah so in the realm of the spirit a different kind of sacrifice was playing taking place the innocent life of purity and holiness was being poisoned and blackened spiritual death was taking place be before their eyes and mankind was totally oblivious mm -hmm. and ignorant to the judgment that was at work what man could not ever do was done being done on behalf an incredible act of love was being demonstrated and the power of death sickness and every curse was being broken and taken out of the world hallelujah this is for us to store in our spirits to think about and recognize to be the motivating factor to take us when dark forces are coming they have no authority over us when it's looking like we're surrounded and there's an enemy camping about ready and after us it can't touch us they can't touch us they have no authority and power it's going to look like all hell's breaking loose sometimes but it cannot touch us hallelujah Galatians 5 verse 1 says this in this freedom Christ has made us free and completely liberated us stand fast then and do not be hampered and held ensnared or submit again to a yoke of slavery which you once put off hallelujah you know this is the this is the reward for the sons of God yeah. this is the reward that Jesus allowed himself to be put through that Thank you, but the people in the world haven't got this and there's this scripture in Jude and it's talking about end times it says this talking about Jesus coming back Jude 14 to 16 now Enoch the seventh from Adam prophesied about these men people who are going to be alive and who are alive today mm. 
saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment on all, to convict all who are ungodly among, among them and all their ungodly deeds, which they have committed in, in an ungodly way. <coughs> Listen. And all the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. They are grumblers, complainers, mm -hmm. walking according to their own lusts, and they, their mouths great swelling words, flattering people to gain advantage. And this is where we stand. Mm -hmm. Judgment is coming for these people. <coughs> it's still in the world. Just because we know, just because we're born again, just because we've been forgiven, it's not going to be a smooth ride out there. Mm. We're a minority church. Right. We're a minority. Narrow is the way, and few find it. We're a part of the few, hallelujah. But we're on the road still. Amen. Hallelujah. Did you enjoy that? Amen. Hallelujah. Let's just raise our hands right now, shall we? Um, Lord Jesus, we raise our hands in submission to you. Your power and authority and your display of love on the cross for us. Lord, Thank you that within us we received your Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. That you sown the seed, Lord Jesus, and we are the fruit, the harvest of your death, burial, and resurrection. Lord, we receive your authority, we receive your dominion, we we receive your life and power. Thank you, Father. And Lord, as the church in the last days, Lord, we will be, we'll, we want, and want the boldness, Lord God, to re release all that you've invested in us. Yes. And recognize that there's no power can stand against us no weapon formed against us can prosper that God is with us and if God is for us who can stand against us Lord we love you love you love you love you Lord hallelujah and thank you for the cross and everyone said amen hallelujah